and this scripture, let's kind of skim back over this for just a minute. The wayside here are those who are the hearers only. They just hear. They take no root at all. Then those are represented by the stony ground. These are the ones that they're briefly impressed. They, they hear and, and man, they, uh, oh, that's, that's what I'm looking for. But that word that they hear, that seed of the word of God, it produces no lasting fruit. Uh, then there are those that are among the thorns on, on whom just a, uh, uh, a good impression is produced. They hear, they want it, but then there's that, the cares of this life and the, the deceitfulness of riches. And everything else becomes more important. And it seems like where they weren't busy before, now all of a sudden there's all this stuff going on. And, and you know, we just can't, we want to, but we just can't get there, preacher. And, uh, and there's just so much that chokes that seed and that, and, and that, uh, that desire out of them that they're not really living for God. They don't want to give up the world to live for God. So they just go on their way, and then in a short time, you don't see them anymore. But then there's that small class of good ground hearers. That's the, the, those that the Word of God, they've heard, and, and man, they, they want it. They, they truly get in. The, the seed falls on the good ground, and, and uh, they have a desire. They're saved. They get in, and they want everything God has, and they realize it's not going to be easy. But the, the seed fell on good ground, and it grows, and God uses them to reach other people and for to continually grow that seed. The other Sunday when the preacher preached and talking about Abimelech and Naomi and their two sons and they went down, they left the house of bread and they went down to Moab that only 75, or 75% of them didn't make it back. They left the will of God and only 75% didn't make it back or didn't make it back. And my, what, what a realization that was uh, and help us all to understand those folks that you and I know. If God don't touch them and the Holy Spirit of God don't convict their hearts and they don't give God that time, they're not going to be back. And as I was reading and this and, it, and I read this scripture and I thought, man, there's one heart. There, there's that heart by the wayside. The seed fell by the wayside. There's that stony heart. There's that heart where the thorns and the thistles grow. Then there's that good heart. Now, this is Jesus talking. He's the one that's speaking about, and he's just telling the parable. The Bible says, and much people were gathered together, and they were come to him out of every city. He began by a parable. He's speaking these words, and he's telling them that there's only one out of four hearts that's even going to receive what I got to say. Only one out of four. Not to build on what the preacher preached, but folks, it goes much even much further, those out of the will of God, we see uh, the three-fourths of them never make it back. But folks, there's only, Jesus knew this uh, before he left his home in glory that there's only going to be one out of four people that's even going to have a heart that, that would even receive what God has to say. And we think it's, it's hard to reach people. But I want to remind us all tonight, uh, and the preacher said it this morning, uh, Billy Graham said he believes 75% of those sitting on a church pew we're not even saved. I see where he gets that now. I can see that. You try to witness for the Lord. You try to be a, a burning and shining light for the Lord and tell people about Jesus. Man, it's, sometimes it's like running into a stone wall. 
that people just don't want to hear of what the Lord has to say. But I was thinking about this and, and uh, just to think about a Savior. Think about this now. Jesus was in heaven with the Father. Everything's good. He leaves heaven and he comes down here. He's born of a virgin, which people deny, say that it's, it's just scandalous that somebody would even believe such a thing. But it's scandalous for a lot of people to believe the word of God anyway. They, they don't understand. They can't understand. They don't have the teacher within them. But Jesus left his home in glory, came to this earth, loved us, cared for us. He was beaten for you and I. He, he was crucified. He was beaten with a cat of nine tails. He, all the suffering they'd done, they pulled the hairs from his face. They spit in his face. They mocked him and made fun of him. But Jesus knew even before he ever came that only about one in four people would ever even hear what he had to say, and he came anyway. He knew, he knew, he, who believes he knows all things? He knows all things. He knew before he ever come. Now, now think about that, folks. On our pew here, when I was sitting there, there's five, six people. Jesus said, I already know that there's about 1.5 of them that's even going to hear what I got to say. When you begin to look at those numbers, and I know they're just numbers, but, but Jesus, you know, people say, well, God ain't in numbers. Well, he wrote a whole book about it. He numbered the tribes when he said to number them. When he wanted them numbered, he said number them. But when, and I was thinking about, you know, uh, on, uh, on this pew right here, God says, I know there's only one, probably more, there's a good chance that only one of four people on this pew is going to hear what I even got to say. This pew, there's four people. Maybe there's just one. God says, I, I understand that and I know that, but that's not going to keep me from going. And that's not going to stop me from loving them that don't want to hear. It's not, going, it's, not going, it's not going to stop me from going to the cross of Calvary and dying for the sins of the world. And folks, sometimes on Saturdays, I speak for the, all of us, sometimes we don't want to go. Several weeks ago, we went in the rain and, and really, really didn't want to go. God, give, God, won two soul, God saved two souls that day. And James said, we'll never let the rain keep us at the church again. And that was encouraging. But see, God done that. God did, it wasn't us. It was just him. But we needed that. They needed to be saved. And I believe they really got in. But in, in our country today, you know, uh, when I was a child, I was, I was born and raised on, well, I was, I was about seven years old. We lived on a farm. And when we, we had a big farm, and we done it the old-fashioned way, mules and horses and plows. And us young ones, we'd get us, they'd give us a big old uh, uh, bucket of seed, not a big bucket because we was little kids, but we'd carry that bucket and we'd go along and we'd put the corn uh, in the rows. I mean, as far as you could see for a young un, <laughs> I mean, forever. Have ice water throughout the field, you can stop and get a drink of water. And, I, and you look around today and we see farmers now, the, it's much more advanced. They've got tractors now. I got to watching the tractor channel. They've got tractors now that work off GPS. They don't even have drivers. They go plow the fields and they go back and they put the seed in. It comes up and some tractors, the ones that can afford it, they don't even have people on the tractors. But it's very laid out. Go to Google Earth and you look at farm country, you'll see how straight the lines are and how it is. But in the old days, when Jesus was talking about here, it wasn't like that. The sowers went out, uh, they, we, they sowed the seed like we did. We'd take our basket through and we'd put the seed down and, and we'd go along and it's a straight row here and you'd go back and hold the rows. You could plow them with the mules. 
But in those days, the, the, they would go outside the city and there would be these, there could be fields and it wasn't really that there was a boundary. They would go into this place because outside the city, a lot of paths come into the city. So they would take their seed, they would go out and take their instruments and they would scratch the top of the ground the best they could and then they would go and they would just scatter their seed out all over. All over, just scatter the seed. Not looking for just the best place, just thank God I got a field, I'm going to float, I'm going to sow what I've got. But in that field, there would be stony places. There would be a lot of rocks in places. But the sower just sowed the seed. Some places he knew that, especially in the past that led into the city, he didn't just work around the past, he sowed the past too. The hard ground and the stony places. There might be a place in the, that field there would be, uh, well, that looks like really good ground, so I'm just going to really put the seed in there. Then there would be the good ground that he knew that was going to bring something. So that's how he went out, and that's how they sowed the field. And they prayed, and they asked God to give the, the increase. Uh, for those that believed God, certainly they did. And that's how it was done in those days. And in, though they may be a rock over here, they didn't dodge the rock. They didn't work around the rock. When me and Karen first bought uh, my grandfather's place, I put Karen and, and uh, Joshua and Talisha uh, down there. Joshua was driving the lawnmower, <coughs> and uh, Talisha and, and uh, Karen was picking up rocks. The neighbor came out there and said, that's just stupid. Why are you goddamn young ones out here picking up rocks? And naturally, Karen, being the spiritual person, just, well, it's our field, you know, we want to pick up our rocks and gives us something to do. Well, you're going to get hurt out there. And sure enough, Josh turned the trailer over on Felicia. But was picking up the rocks because the, the ground, y'all that garden know what I'm talking about. You want the rocks out. So, he didn't, the, the, the farmer, the husband, the, the sower didn't go out and say, well, you know, this looks, looks like good ground, so I'm going to put some here. Man, this right here looks like good ground, so I'm going to put a handful here. No, he just went out sowing, just sowing. He just took his seed and he sowed. He, the farmer didn't make the seed. God gave him the seed. And there's not a man on this earth that can create the seed to plant, to bring forth the food. They're trying it now, and they're finding out it's not working. It's not good for people. But they're, the, the seed that God was talking about the seed, they were talking about the corn and the wheat in that day. And no man could create even the smallest seed that grew upon the earth. But the, men, the minister, the farmer would go to God, God give him the seed, and the minister would go sow the seed, and God gave the increase. And today, folks, that pastor is like the sower. Uh, he don't make the seed. The preacher don't make the seed. He don't write the book. He reads the book. He studies the book. And you other preachers in here, along with myself, you read your Bible, you study your Bible, and when God gives you something, you know who's given it to you, you know where it comes from, by the grace of God. And, and you understand, you search that out, and you learn about it, and you fill your basket with a seed. And I, I'm, I'm living an experience tonight. I told you earlier, I had what I thought. I know I'm no great preacher, but I had what I thought God would let me use. But when God gave me, I thought, well, this is the seed that God has given me for this Wednesday night. Because God just made it so real. So I prayed and I asked God to bless it, asked him for his power, and he's given me the seed. And up here tonight, I'm trying by the grace of God that what God has given me to sow that seed that he's given me. And that's what our pastor does, week in and week out. Sunday morning, Sunday night, that's where all the men of God, when they follow in God, that's the way they do it. That's the way God does it. It's not man's plan, it's God's plan. You go to God, God, God gives you what he wants you to have, God gives you the seed, and then he says, now, you go sow in the kingdom. 
So he goes forth in Jesus' name, preaching the gospel on all the ground. He sows that seed on the hard heart. The preacher don't stand up here and say, you know, I think this message will help Miss Tammy today. This message will help this. No, he preaches the whole crowd. And then God takes that message and he helps each and every one of us to what God knows we need. And that's the way God does his business. And, but it's the man of God's job, it's, the, it's the, the sower, to go to God, get the seed, and then take it to the world and sow it. <clears throat> if he knew where the best soil was to be found, and you know, sometimes we do. You know, man, this message right here, it's going to help Josh. You know, he's been a little crooked anyway. He ain't been walking right, you know, and I heard some things on him. This message, I prepared this message for Josh Cashman. God don't do that. And a real man of God don't do that either. Now, it, he might already know that it may help somebody. But it's real encouraging when you think that and you come and they're not here. <laughs> you know, that says, man, I'm, I really got God today. I'm, I, and, that, and that's the truth. That's the way it works. Because God says, no, it's not you, it's me. Uh, and you don't, we don't never really know. I can't tell you time and time again, preachers tell me a story about a visit that he wanted to make just, I think, this week. And he thought he was going to see one person, but it was for a whole somebody else. And that's the way God does. Uh, whether it, it, it's here or whether it's, it's outside in the community. But see, where we get discouraged sometimes, we think, well, if I don't, you know, if I miss God, I'm not going to get no rewards. But the results are not up to the sower. God gives the increase. The, the results are not up to the, the, the pastor. The results are you and I, our witnesses, are not up to us. Whether we, whether we see people saved with our testimony or whether we don't should not discourage us because God gives the increase because God's, Jesus already said, I already know there's only probably going to be about one in four people because of the, strong, the, the wayside, the, the wayfaring heart, that wayside heart that's just as stony and the thistles are growing in it. They're just not going to see what I got to say. But praise God today, God says, if God calls you to preach, then it's in your heart. And if God saved you, give me something in your heart that you want to go sow that seed. Folks in this church gather seed right out of the, God gives them uh, the trash back here, and they take that seed and they sow it. We get phone calls from grocery stores, <laughs> the preacher's told you before. People recognize our package. People recognize our cards. Uh, yeah, I've seen y'all before. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. So God says here in this scripture that I, I know what the world, I know that men's hearts are continuously evil. But our example is tonight, hey, Jesus came anyway. Jesus came anyway. The Father looks and says, Jesus went anyway. And, you know, uh, let's look at these, these four different hearts for just a few minutes. And the point number one, the wayside. Some fell by the wayside. It was trodden down. The fowls of the air devout, devout, the fowl, the fowl, the fowls of the air devoured it. Folks, many don't go to a place. Many people don't come to church to hear what the preacher got to say. I, I've met people along life's way. Yeah, I go to church. Man, it's the best place in the world to sell insurance. <laughs> what if you'd say that now? <laughs> but anyway. But that people come, some people come, they, they, don't, they don't come intending to worship God. Some people go to church trying to find a husband. Some people go to church trying to find a wife. Some people go to church for all different kind of reasons. I've met, I, I'm not telling you nothing I've not already heard. 
uh, that it, it, you know, I don't want a woman from the bar. I don't want a man from the bar. I want this, I want that. But the truth of the matter is they don't really want a real child of God because they're not saved themselves, and they don't want that. But God tells us here that, that there's these hearts that are, the seed fell on them, but it fell by the wayside, and see, Satanly, Satan is constantly passing over these hearts uh, with blasphemies and lies and the lust and the things of this world, always feeding that stuff in to get people distracted. Remember, it's the wayside. Uh, it, it's not the ones that, well, you know, I, I just don't have time for what you say. I just, I just don't have. By the way, invite somebody to come to the Christmas play. Drag them if you have to. I tell you, this is one of the best Christmas plays we've ever done. We had our first practice last night, and man, I want to tell you all about it, but I want you to come and see it, because man, it's good. We ought to charge for you. Preacher's going to let you come for nothing. <coughs> It'll all go in the mission run. No, no, I'm just kidding. But we, we look at this, and we see what becomes of the good word when it falls on such a heart. No matter how good that word is, and no matter how much, what else can Jesus do? He died on the cross. What else can he do? We live in a world today that wants everything but the truth. And here Jesus tells us, <coughs> you know, this seed would have, would have grown if it had fallen on the right soil. It wasn't the seed, but it was the soil. The seed come from the same place, but it was the soil. And it was that soil that was by the wayside where it just, maybe the seed fell for just a little bit. But man, when something comes up, uh, it's dropped and it, it, it's just not in the right place. It remains dry from the sower's hand. There's never no water. There's never nothing there to... To, to cause it to grow. It's kind of like being out uh, uh, several times uh, since I've been here full-time church, even, and you've done the same thing. Be driving down the road, you know, it may be on your way to work, and you think, man, this way, it's just snowing. And you want it to lay so bad so you can turn around and go back home. You just want it to lay, man, Miss Ellen, if it lays a little more, they'll cancel school, and I can turn around and go back home, and just, and just, and you see that snow hit the road, and it melts and but if it snows hard enough, it'll. It, but it, and I stood there and looked at the out this window. I thought, Lord, please, we need some snow. I want to see some snow. And it just hits the ground and melts. And that's the way that Word of God does on this wayside heart. It just hits, and you see it. And the preacher that's really walking with God can look out and and look at the face, look at your face, and see your heart, and say, Man, if they're getting it but they're just not letting it sink in. And realizing and knowing that if you don't receive what God has for you, you don't have no hope. But God says, sower, just keep on sowing, keep on sowing, keep on sowing. Preacher come out, pour his heart out, just keep on sowing. People get up and leave, but keep on sowing. He shared a testimony yesterday with somebody, with Brother Ernie, that for a long time he'd come out the, he got and walked out the back door but one time God stopped him instead of turning right out the door he turned left that seed found a place and it was a good heart but it took God to do some plowing it took God and there's and every one of us could probably stand up tonight and give it our own testimony that's the way God had to do me three days he beat me like a but I'm glad he did 
when I was lost and undone. I didn't even know what was going on. But when that snow hits that ground, it just dis- it disintegrates and it's gone. And see, that's that's why people today they come to hear what God has to say, and and they just but they don't really want to hear what God wants has got for them. They just want out of the situation that they're in. God, just get me out of this situation. God, God, just do this. And there's never no there's never no brokenness. There's no tears down the cheek. There, uh, cheek. There, there's no there's no I just I just know I just gotta have God. The Bible tells us that the, the fowls of the air devoured, devoured the seed. You know, the devil himself, that prince of the air, is eager at any time to snatch away that thought, that seed that lands by the wayside, to snatch that away. And he's got plenty of help. He's got husbands. He's got wives. He's got children. He's got friends. He's got enemies. Those of you that are business people, he's got customers that want to steal that seed, to take it away. That you just can't do this and function. You just, you just, you just, you just can't do this. I, you know, I just can't live the Christian life. I know what the preacher said, but I just can't live it. Well, none of us can. None of us can. So, I wonder tonight: Is there that wayside hearer? T- Tonight, is there that wayside hearer that's here tonight? Say, so, well, everybody raised their hand, they're going to heaven. Jesus had 12 and went with him everywhere he went. Jesus said, I showed you 12, one of you is the devil. Jesus said, there's about one in four. There's only about but one in four that you're going to hear what I got to say. So, folks, there's people sitting on church pews tonight, not because Billy Graham said it. They're sitting on this church, church pews all across the country tonight. They think they're going to heaven because of their goodness. We're living in one of the greatest seasons. We're about to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas. And man, it's a good time to get a good fuzzy feeling to help people and to be good to people and to do, and show people love. But folks, God says Jesus showed love people all the time, all through the year. And people get a warm fuzzy feeling. It's just a Christian thing to do. No, the Christian thing to do is tell them about a Savior that will redeem their soul from a devil's hell. You know, uh, praise God today, we have the seed here. You have the seed. You have the same seed that our pastor has. We use the King James Bible. If you don't have one, we got a new shipment of Bibles in. Come see me. <laughs> we'll get you one. But we have the same seed. But maybe God, you're not the pastor, and God's not going to give you that message for But God will give you the seed you need. And God will feed us with, with what he wants us to have to help us. So I wonder tonight, where did that seed fall when you heard it the first time? Where did that seed fall? In your heart, is your heart just the wayside heart? You've been coming for years, but you've never been saved. Well, I can't stand up and tell that now. The preacher will laugh at me. Them people have been at the church since I come will think, well, who are you? I'll tell you what, they'll be on their, they're right with God to be on their face thanking God. Let's God people get right with God. But let's move on. There's the wayside. And there's number two is there's some fell upon a rock. And as soon as it sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. This parable here speaks of that there was just not much earth. And, and when it sprung up, because they had the deepness of earth, uh, it just didn't have nothing to hold. There's no deep convictions. There's nothing that says, well, you know, I, this is something I just, I just want to move forward with. They, 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 look, they leap into Christ, and, man, they say, man, preacher, I like that message. Man, that, that was good. 
you know, I just love this church. I just love you, you know. And, and, but this, I just don't know about this leaving for Jesus business, you know. Uh, I'm a very busy person, and i got stuff going on, you know. But I tell you what, we're going to keep coming. Then after a few weeks, they'll come and maybe knock on the preacher door and say, can I talk to you a little bit? Yeah, sure, come on in. Uh, well, we're thinking about joining the church. And, and, you know, we just believe. Now, we can't get in all the way, but we want you to know this is kind of where we want to be. Sunday school, they come Sunday morning uh, when they come, but this is where God wants them to be. But their hearts are that, it's that, it's that stony heart, it's that hard heart, they just don't understand. The, it's, it's not that, that they don't really want it. It's not that they don't want it, it's just they don't want to pay the price. They think it's going to cost them. I tell you, it didn't cost me nothing to get saved except my sins. And Jesus took them away and born, and he said, I'll never remember them. And I praise God for that. But man, sometimes we get excited. Hey man, there's people going to join the church. And we get excited. Uh, uh, God's growing the church and then they don't even show up again. It's not because of the preacher. It's not because of the church. But it's because of that stony heart. It's, it's that heart that says, you know, uh, we're just not sure about this. They really asked me to make a commitment to something. They expect me to be there. They, they expect me to actually show up. Get out of bed before noon, y'all. You know? You know, noon comes on at the same time every day. And uh, I'm just wondering if people know that. Some some people don't. Uh, and the preacher will say, well, you know, but when, when did all this take place in your heart? You know, they begin, well, you know, I found the Lord over here. Or I done this or I done that. But it's never about what Jesus done. It's, it's that stony heart. And, and I wonder tonight, where did that... Where, where did that seed fall? Is that where you're at? Is that where the seed fell in your heart? In that stony heart? I, I just, I, I really want to, but I just can't make that, I just can't make that next step. There's the wayside. Then there's the, some that fell upon a rock. And then there's that, some that fell among the thorns. It sprang up and it, it choked it. Now, folks, this was good soil. The, Thorns and the thistles are growing. The farmer sows his seed. He goes out and he sows his seed, and then in a couple of weeks he goes back, and man, there's something growing over here. There's a man. He was excited. You know, there's some growth going on here, and 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 the realize, man. You know, these first two characters here were bad. The wayside was not the proper place. The rock was not a situation for growth. Man, this is good dirt right here, and 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 this is. The, the thorns are, the, there's something growing over here. Just can't really tell what it is just yet, but I see something breaking the ground. And, man, uh, and surely, whatever it is, it's going to be good. It's, surely, it's going to be good. And, and man, uh, the farmer's happy. The crops are growing. And, man, he's, he's, he's spent his money, brought his, purchased his seed, or he saved his seed as they did in those days. And he sowed it, and he sees some growth over here. Man, he's excited. He's excited about what he's seeing. Man, my crops are doing good, man. Started counting that money, you know, and he's counting what he, his profits he's going to make. He's going to live on this next year. And, and then in a, a maybe a month or so, he goes back and he sees, well, you know, that don't really look like uh, my corn or my wheat that's growing, but whatever it is, it'll be all right. The corn or the wheat will surely take it over, you know. It, it won't mount to much. It won't mount to much. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that happen. And I'm sure the preacher can tell you many more than I have. People, they, get, they profess they get saved. They come. 
They're here for just a little while. They may come, not even have a job. May not even have a job, but man, they know one thing. They've got to have God. They'll come, they'll get their ear, and then maybe they'll get a job or something. Or they may, maybe they are working, but things start to happen in their life, and, and they don't, uh, you know, before they were worrying about how they're going to pay the bills, uh, how things are working out, you know. With, but then they, they kind of get uh, just almost faithful, but not quite there. And then something begins to happen. They don't have to worry about how they're going to buy groceries next week. They don't have to worry about, am I going to have enough gas to get to work next week? And, and, and then, you know, the youngest, they got to go to soccer practice or football practice and this practice and other practice. And we've got all this stuff we've got to get done, and the job tells me that we're going to go do this and this and this, and it's mandatory. i got to do this and that and the other. And it's that, you know, I'm just wore out. And, and when I get home, and I know that's the way it is, folks. I know that it's the way it is. When I worked at Progressive Furniture, especially around market time, hardly ever, and I'm not bragging or boasting, but hardly ever did I come under 100 hours a week for about three months, twice a year. A hundred, oh, never under 100 hours a week. And I know how it is, the demands of, of that time, especially in these days that we live today. But folks, the, those are the thorns and the thistles that come up that choke that child of God, that's the, that's the thorns and the thistles that come up would choke you from reading your Bible. It's the kind of thorns and thistles that come up to choke you from the prayer time. The, the, bless God, we're wore out. And, and after all, I got to work Monday, and I want to be up tomorrow night to watch the New England whoop the Panthers. And I'm not going to spend my time at church tonight because I want to stay up past the night tomorrow night to watch the ball game. Y'all, the holiest people, I know. No, I'm just kidding that's the way it works. We'll get mad if the preacher preaches to 8.30 on a Sunday night or a Wednesday, especially on Wednesday. But we'll, we'll go home and sit up and watch Dunk Dynasty until it signs off. <laughs> they go to church. They use the Bible. They got to be right. They sell at Walmart, the Holy Grail place, you know. It's okay to laugh, but it's also okay to know the truth that, folks, there is people that actually believe that kind of stuff. I mean, they live for football season. They live for their, and there's nothing wrong with football, baseball, or that. There's nothing wrong with hunting and doing all that stuff. But, folks, anything that chokes the Word of God and chokes the truth is, is we need to stay away from that stuff. The farmer goes out and he sees it and he thinks, well, it's, it's not going to be nothing. It's not. But man, when it comes harvest time, he sees those thorns and thistles has grown up. I remember having to walk through the cornfield and pull the morning glories down off the corn stalks and thinking, this is useless. Wait a couple more weeks and we just come through and get the corn. No, you got to go through and you got to do this stuff. And do you know over off the wood that there's snakes everywhere? There's snakes out in this world. Just that one service, just that one Sunday, just that one time, you know, there's something going on. We just preach it, you know, man, I've been faithful. We've earned a night off from church. And something happens. And the next week you got, you're sick. <laughs> and you can't go. The next week the young ones are sick. The next week the car's tore up. The next week there's something else. Satan's got many helpers. He's got many, many helpers. But moving on, 
this, this farmer thinks, well, you know, that, that seed will grow, won't it? it? It just got to me. But, you know, but the cares of this world just choke it away. And, folks, we're living in a world today that there's so much more that's choking the world, choking the children of God, the, the men of God, the deacons, the leadership in the churches, the things that they're talking about doing in our government, folks, if these things pass, we won't be able to have what we have here. The preachers told you about this. And I showed him last week an article where they're actually going into churches and going through the rooms and say, you know, uh, this room right back here where y'all keep y'all's uh, y'all's uh, storage closet back here, you ain't using that for ministry. We're going to charge you a property tax on that room. And that room's worth $15,000. And there, here's another one. You just keep cleaning stuff in there. There ain't no Sunday schools in there. That's not used for ministry. Uh, there's rooms out here in this fellowship. And so we're going to start charging you for that, and you're going to pay it. There is churches that have lost their facilities over that very same thing. And we think because we're not seeing it, it's not happening, folks. The devil has many adversaries. He's, a, he's, a, he's trying to choke the word of God right out of this place. And many times we sit around like, like a deer in the headlights and think that it's not going to happen to us. And if it does, bless God, the preacher will take care of it. No, it all, it's all of us. It's all of us. We've got to pray and seek the face of God and realize the world that we're living in, folks. But Jesus said, here there's the wayside, there's the summit fell upon the rock, and there's some that fell among the thorns. Where did that seed fall when it fell in your heart? That wayside heart, that stony heart, you wouldn't happen to have thorns and thistles growing in your heart, would you? Maybe they've just not showed up yet. You know how a pastor can tell that? People start talking about this. People start talking about, well, they just don't, I just don't think that you ought to do this. I don't think you ought to do that. I don't think you ought to do this. I don't think you ought to do that. Sometimes it starts that way. Sometimes the pastor never knows how it starts. Sometimes the church know, never knows how it starts. But then there's that good ground. That seed fell on good soil. And man, that's this is that one boy. I'm glad. I, I know my heart ain't always ought to, ought to be, but I'm telling you one thing. I'm thank God every day that Jesus met me over in about that third parking place down at uh, East Burke High School and saved my soul. I'm glad that he, he plowed my heart. He convicted me of my sin and helped me to understand, Ronnie Watts, if you don't get saved, you're going to die and go to hell. There's people sitting in churches tonight that don't even know who the Holy Ghost. They never even heard of the Holy Ghost. The preacher don't preach the Holy Ghost. I've heard men on Gospel 9 Radio say, people say you've got to come to the altar and bow and ask God to forgive your sins and to, and to believe that he's the son of God and he died on the cross for your sins. You don't have to do that. That's on the conservative radio station in Granite Falls. I'm not, it was on the radio. This ain't inside information. I mean, it's on the radio. When it comes out, it's, it's like being on Facebook, you know. Put it on Facebook, nobody will see it. It's just my thoughts where I'm at. And then when you start getting them comments, woohoo, business picks up then, don't it? I can't believe they say that. Well, they can't believe you're posting that kind of stuff out there for the world to see either. But God said here this ground is, is described it's good, and it's not good by nature. It's not because they're good moral people, but it's because the Holy Spirit of God done a work in their heart. That heart wasn't, it might have been a, a wayside heart. It might have been a stony heart. It may have been a heart where the thorns and the 
were going. But they were they come to the place they realize, man, I need help. And they and God, the Holy, the, they kept coming. They heard the word of God, and it plowed that heart, and it it worked in that heart, and brought them to that place to realize, man, I need the Lord, and if I don't get saved, I'm going to die and go to hell. It's that that Holy Spirit of conviction that points out the sin and the wrong. Say, hey, I need Jesus. I need something that the world can't give. Like the preacher said this morning, folks, money can't buy what Ernie and Anna need tonight. Money can't buy. The peace that Kayla and Emily have in their heart tonight uh, over their mama, money couldn't put that there. And we need to really pray for them. We really do need to pray for them. They're begging for prayer. She begged for prayer for her mama. She said, I'm going to pray till I can't pray no more for my mama. Yesterday morning about 8 o'clock, she couldn't pray no more for her mama. Her mama was with Jesus. Thank God the, the, the seed fell on some good, so, good soil there. It fell on, and I tell you, folks, it fell on some good soil. And the, the seed fell, it took root. And you know what that seed does when it falls to the ground and it takes root and it grows? It produces fruit. And that produce, that fruit is, that is some is taking the seed and it's planted again. And it produces more fruit. That's what God has us here for in this community. Is that those that are saved will bear fruit. And will multiply. I told my Sunday school class this morning, we're running, averaging a, a, just a few over 150. Now, if each one of us wins a soul this coming year, then this church will be running over 300 next November. And the preacher will be going crazy. Where are we going to put all these people? Let's run him crazy. Let's make him work for it, okay? We can't save them, but we can do this. We can take that seed. Matthew and Sarah and those that work in the van can take that seed and sow and visit these homes, visit these young ones. They have had parents to come. They've had people to get saved there. We've had the, the church, we've had people that go visit them. The, and you that visit uh, your friends and neighbors, those that, that uh, put this, the, the tracks out, uh, we'll never know because God says that ain't your business to know. And if we did know that, it make us it may make us some very proud people that God couldn't even work at all around here. I can't do nothing there. They think they're doing it all themselves. And you and I, Ronnie Lutz has that tendency. Just look what I've done. When I worked in a furniture factory and engineered a group of furniture, man, the, the greatest thrill I had was when I engineered a group of furniture and it hit the lines and I'd go out and watch it run and nobody complained, nobody thought, this piece is cut wrong. Somebody didn't do their job. Or this box won't fit or something. But it hit the line and run. And I'd stand back and say, man, I tell you right now, man, I, I'm, I'm glad that went good. I, 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 man, man, I've done a good job by that. Whew, man, I don't have to take no cussing. The line ain't down. I don't have to work all night to get parts ready for tomorrow. Because the way I was, if, the, if there was parts cut wrong, I'd go out there and have to fix it. I probably lost my thumb. <laughs> Push guy out of the way of the table saw. Here, there, I'll do it myself. Well, I caught me. You hold your thumb up and it looks like a butterfly shrimp. It's laying like this right here. And it don't feel good either. But that idea of thinking that we can do it ourselves, we can't do it, folks. God said, your part's to sow the seed. Pastor, you keep sowing the seed. Don't worry about them hard hearts. Don't worry about them stony hearts. Don't worry about the thorny hearts. 
Thank God for the good harvest. Let's keep sowing the seed. Start up Baptist Church. Let's keep sowing the seed. Let's keep sowing the seed. Let's keep sowing the seed. When we started door knocking the way we do now, we were visiting before, but the way we do now, the preacher said, bless God, we're going to sow seed. We plant enough seed, something's going to come up. Well, folks, it's time for something to come up. The world's never been in the shape it's in. Your family's never been in the worst shape than it's in. People need to be saved. My sister tells me she's saved. I would not want to die with what she has. I've got family members that we're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner here uh, in the end of November. I don't want to die with what they got. If their God can't get them to church on Sunday, he's probably not going to take them to heaven. If he can't get them to church, all I have to work on Sunday. If your God can't get you to church on Wednesday night, if you have to work on Sunday, he's probably not going to get you to heaven. He's not that God that the preacher preached about this morning. It may be that God that you serve call yourself, the pride, the money. But the preacher just keeps on preaching. Just keeps on preaching. Just keeps on sowing. Just keeps on sowing. Because back here in the back of your mind, you know Jesus is coming again. You know Jesus is coming. You know he's coming. You know just any time, just any time Jesus, we're going to look and he's coming. We're going we're gonna to be gone in the twinkling of an eye. Matthew, you won't even have to drive all the way back up here to Ideal Freight to get Sarah. She's going to meet you in the air. She's going to. I don't have to worry about Terra Mental Library. We're going to meet over there. Don't have to worry about uh, who's going to be where. I'm going to be there. They're going to be there. And we're going to be with Jesus. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave that offer to all. I wonder. Where did that seed fall? Are you absolute? You may raise your hand while it goes. And I'm, I'm no great preacher. I know that. But I serve a great God that has a powerful seed, a, a, a word. You better know that you're saved. And if you're playing games, you better quit trying to fool Solid Rock Baptist Church and the preacher and your family. You better get right with God. Where did that seed fall? Where did that seed fall? The Bible says in Romans, and I'm done. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're not going to go to heaven if you've never called on Jesus. You're not going to go to heaven if you've never asked Him to forgive you of your sins. You're not going to. You're not never going to. People say, "Well, when I get to heaven, I want to look up this one. I want to look up that one." I know one thing. I won't have to search heaven for the one with the holes in his hands to find out who he is. No, I know him tonight. And praise God, I know I'm going to know him when I see him. He's the light. There's no need for the sun there. He's the light. And I thank God he's the light here. He was the light here, and when he left, he said, you're the light. I wonder tonight. Where did that seed fall?